From Orlando, Florida and Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to the 1330 Podcast with your hosts, Keith Neighbor and Brent Bailey. Pulling from nearly half a century of experience, Brent and Keith share unique wisdom and proven insight to build the leader within you. Interact with us now on Facebook and Twitter at 1330podcast or email your questions and comments to 1330podcast at gmail.com. The 1330 Podcast starts right now. Welcome back to another 1330 Podcast. I'm Brent Bailey. I am Keith Neighbor. And we are talking about leadership, church, ministry, business, recruitment, family, family. We're talking about everything and We've been on a on a topic for uh, this last time about really getting your people to buy in, uh, your volunteers, your employees, really getting them to buy in because when they buy in, their hearts there. And you know, Jesus said, "Where your where your treasure is, your heart is also." So you got to really make them treasure what we're talking about, what we're doing. They really have to feel it in their heart, and when their heart gets put into it, they buy in. And uh, we said last time that. One of the things that you need to do is do some of the work with them so that they see you're there serving them. Even if you're paying them, you're actually creating an atmosphere for these people to soar and these people to uh, really uh, come out of their shell and, and really you know, progress into what you're wanting them to do. And their pro- productivity level goes up. They'll do more uh, in, in the five, six, eight hours that you have them for um, when they're happy like that and really driven than they would in 40 hours if they're miserable. Well, it, what we're doing should be fun. Uh, absolutely. I used to tell, and we, we would do pre-service meetings before every service and uh, go over some leadership stuff. But, every, I mean, once a month, you know, every four to six weeks, I'd look at everybody and say, hey, guys, if this isn't fun for you, then you need to go someplace in ministry where, and volunteer someplace where it's going to be fun for you because we should be having the time of our life. And I would have, I had people come up and they're like, man, do you really mean that? And I'm like, yeah, why? Do you feel like you need to go somewhere else? Are you not having fun? And I knew they weren't having fun. It, it doesn't take long to figure out who's having fun and who isn't. But I'd have them come to me and I'd say, where are you going to go? You can leave when you tell me where you're going to go to. Yeah. Because I just don't want you to leave for the sake of leaving. I want you to go someplace else because you're a quality individual. Right. And you are too beneficial to this church to just go and sit and do nothing. Right. Just, so I, I need you come. you know, you tell me what you're thinking about and I'll get you, you know, connected with, with one of the, the right one of the people. department heads yeah. over the area that you want to go to and I'll hand walk you over there and introduce you so that you can go to that area where you're gonna enjoy being. Because happy people are productive people, Brent. Some of the most productive people there is. So when we start talking about, you know, getting people in I, I had somebody ask me a question one time. It was really a great question, and I, I'd never really thought of it before, but I had, I had a guy ask me, Keith, what is it that makes you good at what you do? You appear to be good at what you do. What is it that makes you good? God gave me a, a terrific answer to respond that, to that with, and it was, I'm not afraid of how good you are. Mm. So they asked, what do you mean by that? And so many times we, we in leadership, especially in the church arena, you know, we, budgets are always an issue. Money is always an issue. We never have enough. We're not able to, you know, hire the people or uh, pay the people that we, what we want to pay them. But we come back and so we've got to do a lot with volunteers and we pray and we ask God, we cry out to God, God, we need somebody to, and, and, you know, you fill in the blank. 
of, of what we need for them. And we do this in business as well. Where, you know, God, I need somebody who, you know, is going to be a quality individual who will, you know, fill this, this void that we have in our, in our organization. And God answers those prayers. Yeah. He, he is faithful to us. And I don't know how many times I have heard from, from pastors and, and business leaders and people that are in charge, you know, I just can't get anybody good. You know, I have people come in and they work for me for a while. I just, I just can't keep them. So you have to start asking the question, yourself the question, why? And the thing that I've seen as well as experienced and done to people early on in ministry, God sends you somebody who's just infinitely talented, exactly what you prayed for, exactly what you needed. They do what they do so well that people, other people start to take notice of it. Man, that Brent can sure edit video or... You know, that Brent, he sure is good with people, and he's such a, a people person, and he just has this magnetic personality, and Brent does. I learned tons about other people what, just from being around Brent because I, I don't, I can't, I'm not good at work in a room. You put me in a room with 100 people, and I will, I will know the people who came up and talked to me most of the time, and everybody else is gone. Brent will leave the room asking, you know, he'll know everybody and will tell stories about, hey, did you meet this person? Did you meet that person? I'm like, no, no, I didn't meet any of those people. Which is why we worked so good together. <laughs> Absolutely, it was. But you'll, you'll come in and you'll, you'll have that person that comes in that you prayed for. And they do that what they do what you ask them to do so well that people take notice of it, and then we get intimidated by well, that. Well, yeah, because right? the praises all stop coming your way. Yeah, and so they're not talking about what you know that great message that we preached or the way that we're leading our business or you know selling and doing what we're doing. They're looking at the person that's working for you. Yes, and now we start to get a little intimidated, and our egos get bruised, or so, we start imagining what are they going to do. Are they trying They're to trying take to, over? Yeah, coup d'etat. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we come in and we look at that. So now we clip their wings a little bit so that... Take them back down a few notches. Yeah, so, they, well, they're, they can, you know, we all, you know, they can sparkle, but they can't shine, Brent. Yeah. You know, we don't want them shining too much. You can sparkle once in a while, but I don't want you shining because you're taking away my shine yeah. when that happens, which isn't true. But we play that in our mind. Well, what, what's really happening is is they're, they're actually trying as hard as they can to further the organization, the company. Now, obviously, there's always exceptions to this. There's always people that are... There's ladder climbers out there. There are ladder climbers and people that use. But you know what? That's not everybody. And I think that they're I, the I, exception rather yeah, than the rule. I, I don't... Yeah. As many people as we've had the pleasure of, of seeing volunteer with us, that... That is that was not always the case. It was very actually rare. Yeah, I mean there are people that 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 did capitalize on every opportunity you gave them, but you could tell in two years they were leaving and going back to their home church. Yeah, they or, weren't there to try. They to weren't take there to over. take over. No, no, not at all. And so uh, that's that's the thing is you you can't be intimidated that they're going to just step up and take your place or go for your job or or take all the praise from you, you, you have to let them do what they do. And, but I, I bring it back to you prayed and for asked God right. for, that, for that gift or that, that ability to come to you. He sent them to you, and then you get intimidated and scared of what they're doing, so you cut them back, and then they get frustrated. 
they're not enjoying what they're doing as much. And pretty soon, they're not putting out the quality work that they did before. They're not putting the effort into it like they did before. And pretty soon, they're not even coming around anymore. And we're back to crying out to God, God, please, I need somebody. And how many times is he going to keep answering that prayer and sending these great people to you that you get scared of how good they are and you drive them away? Well, I mean, that would be a good question. And I just wrote it down here so I wouldn't forget it. But if you're praying and asking God for those kind of people, are you preparing yourself to handle those kind of people when they get there? No, oh, that's a great question. Like because that. if you're not preparing yourself, and it really will go back down to you, um, and you could say, well, they're ego-driven, and they're all this, and they're all that. Listen, if you know how to handle that, you can you can defuse that situation. And yep. still, it's almost like the guy in the beer commercial. You know, If he punches you in the face, you have to fight a strong <laughs> urge to shake his hand and say thank you. If you're a good leader that knows how to handle ego-driven people, yep. They'll, they will smile and go right on about their business. So it, that's the question is, if you're praying for quality individuals, what are you doing to prepare yourself for when they get there? Are you going to be able to lead them? Yeah. I had a guy that volunteered with me for years. He was the best recruiter of people that I had ever had. At one point, I, would, I estimated that 80% of the people that volunteered with me were, were a direct result of Tim. Yeah. And I never had issues with him. But other people did because he has a strong personality. To say the least. And I used to have this conversation with him on a regular basis. Tim, if Tim would take over the world, if if you would let if you just let him go and turned him loose, he would take over the world. But I would just set out some real general guidelines, barriers, so to speak, for him. And he would go up to him. And sometimes he would try and jump the barrier a little bit, but he never got way out there on me. And if he, if he ever started to get there, sometimes all it took was just a little conversation. He wasn't trying to take my job. He was doing everything that he could. He worked so hard. To better the organization. To better what we were doing. Exactly. And he bought into the vision so deep that he sold out to it. And he just he had more passion for some of the stuff than even I did as the as the head of that part of the ministry. I had the same thing happen in in our music um, my side in yeah. the music. A guy that came in and was a little hesitant at first, you know, and had to really think about it. But once he grabbed hold of the vision, he was so good and is still so good, really good. I mean, if, if anybody could just say, what's the, who's the one person you'd want to come work for you in Florida? Well, besides Keith. Um, <laughs> Obviously, that goes without it would saying. Be, but... It would be this other guy. Yep. And it's just because, because they, they're so good at what they do, um, but never intimidating. Not, our, not one time did I ever feel competition. In no. fact, I, was, I, I kept giving him more because he was so good at it. And we had, and, and, and really the way that hand, his, the way he needed to be handled the same way with, with Tim is that you just, he wanted a relationship. Yeah. If you could, if he could sit down and talk to you, he was fine and dandy. Yeah. But there, how many and all li- of their direction came from the vision that we cast out before. Them. That's right. And all that did was instill passion within them to want to go out and do those things that we talked about. That's right. Because that was one of the, I, when we first started working together, you sat down and said, I want to see 
a band, our band, I want it to be full of teenagers, not adults. That's what I want. Well, nothing against the adults. It's no, just, no, not at wanted. all. It's just that it was one of those. And our, we had adults that were Amazing. unbelievably uh, talented. Unbelievable, yeah. And it took us a little bit of time. But by the, you know, within a few short years, we, we had four or five bands. Five, I think. I yeah. had, you had. I had I had four because we remember we had, we had the. The yep, original and all the way down to Quattro. So yep. that was four. So we had four, and then we had two in the junior high. Yeah. Plus, we had two adult bands. Yeah. And it was all because we allowed people to, be to who grow, they are. be who they are, and and not get scared of how good they were. And I, you know, Brent, I just I get excited thinking about the opportunity to to have those people around. And, and to do that with other people. And I, I really want the people that are listening to the podcast today to get excited about having those people around as opposed to intimidated. Yeah. Because if you'll get excited about it rather than intimidated, how much farther can you go? A, f- a friend of mine in Florida, used to he was one of their vice presidents. He was, uh, uh, when I say they, Disney. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, he was one of Disney's vice presidents. Uh, one of the youngest ones they ever had. And uh, he said... Uh, in an interview, because because he was one of the youngest, they said, "Where do you see yourself in five years?" And he said, "Well, hopefully cleaning out Michael Eisner's desk to put my stuff in." Yeah. What was he saying? He wanted to be the president of Disney. Well, they fired him. Yeah. What did you mean by that? And he goes, "I'm sorry. I thought I worked for a company where I could w- w- wish upon a star." Yeah. They were intimidated by him. That's all the time we have today. We'll pick up here. We'll talk more about some of this stuff next time. God bless. Have a great day. I'm Brent Bailey. I'm Keith Neighbor. Thanks for listening and tune in in a couple of weeks for the next one. Thanks for joining us for the 1330 Podcast with Brent and Keith. We want to hear from you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter today at 1330podcast or email us directly at 1330podcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for another 13 minutes and 30 seconds geared to change you into the leader that you and those who follow you want you to be.